Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Fair, the most magical podcast on earth. Today, we're gonna shed a lot of tears over a freaking elephant. We're, uh, in this episode, we're going over, uh, Dumbo? Uh, on Once Upon a Retrospect, where we take a look back at all your favorite Disney movies. With me is my, uh, is my fellow host, Alexis Moreno. How are you doing, Alexis? I'm good. Hello. Yay! That's always good. That's always good. Um, are you ready to cry your eyes out? Uh, yes. I was watching, like, the movie earlier, and I was like, wow, this is really well, sad. <laughs> she came prepared, guys. She came prepared. But, you know, it could get, go either way with this movie, because you have, uh, you have that really sad scene with Baby Mine, and then you could get stoned off your ass with <laughs> the pink elephant song. So either way, it's a win-win in terms of like an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> um, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time. Let's get into Dumbo. Uh, Alexis Moreno, uh, tell me about your history with uh, the flying elephant. Um, well, this is one that I didn't really, like, grow up with. Like, I didn't watch it when I was little. Or, I mean, I probably did watch it, but I don't remember. Um, Uh but the first time I remember watching it was, like, a couple years ago. Like, three years ago, maybe. So it was pretty recent. But I really liked it a lot. I watched, um... Like, three movies that day, which was Robin Hood, this one, and Fantasia, and this one was my favorite one. So, in other words, it's, like, freshly imposed into your mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, I think, there's no other time. I mean, we, there are going to be movies and everything where we don't get into it until, like, much later into our lives, or... Or something like that, and you know what? To there's an advantage to that, really, because, uh, like, your palette as like, uh, someone who likes art has changed over time, and so you're, uh, over time, you're not like drawn over nostalgia because nostalgia could be a heavy part of why you like something, but this right here is really a deep rooted thing with uh, such example as a uh, Dumbo or when you watched uh, were we uh, the last episode of Once Upon a Retrospect when we did Fantasia and that other movie that should not be named um, <laughs> so uh, it's it's always good it's always good and your your artistic palette uh, changes over time it's more matured and so it's like it's like drinking alcohol when you're young and uh it doesn't taste it doesn't taste good uh when you're when you're young but it hella tastes great when you're a, when you're adult so it's kind of oh like that God. <laughs> um kids don't drink <laughs> um I don't know why kids would be listening to this because I think it's pretty clear from the right from the get go that we we weren't necessarily targeting kids for yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I got my start with Dumbo. Uh, we had a thing called Hollywood Video. Uh, and As for video- probably the rest of these movies. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's it's great. It's a great little thing. Uh, renting videos is a missing art. No, I'm not talking about your red box things. There's always like that that kind of thrill of like renting a movie, uh, getting the popcorn from that place that you just rented your movie at, uh, coming home and watching uh, watching a movie with either your mom and dad or your grandparents. And it, it's just like, yeah, there's some sort of magic. Especially like, some sort of ma- like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like red box and stuff, but is that the same because like the fun part is actually going inside of the place um and yeah. discovering like old movies and redbox only has like new movies like current releases yeah yeah so that's what i don't like about it but i guess <laughs> it's and also like you're constantly surrounded by movies so it doesn't like Versus your red box, yeah. you could see someone someone uh, smoking a cig in the corner, or something. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, we lived in the same place, so Video Two Thousand was like kind of what helped me get into like classic films, like black and white film. I mean, I rented Casablanca from there. That's why I watched it the first time. So, yeah, I like miss that. <laughs> It's certainly, it's certainly something that I think our our present demographic of moviegoers are truly missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a good thing. But anyway, <laughs> uh, come full come full circle. Uh, we, me and my grandmother, because I always go up to San Diego to spend a week or two weeks, almost a month up in San Diego because it's too hot where we live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also my grandparents, uh, they're not like the cheek squeezing, pinching uh, grandparents like, oh, you're so cute, pinching every uh, couple of hours. No, they're actually cool. They're actually cool. <laughs> they introduced me to a lot of lot of good, uh, lot of good films and uh, we did a lot of stuff, go to museums and stuff like that. It was a really, really nice little little uh childhood carved out in san diego so we would rent a buttload of movies to watch throughout my trip and one of those movies i got i think i was like nine or eight and i was uh hankering disney like i wanted disney i was accumulating all of my disney knowledge uh and dumbo i saw dumbo i'm like i haven't seen this F it, let's watch it. So, uh, popped it in, watched it. I bawled at Baby Baby Mine. It was it's such a to me that's one of the, like the most iconic moments in Disney uh, in terms of, like animation, yeah. like what in terms of storytelling especially because the the mom gave a shit about the about Dumbo, you know, and it's or, or Jumbo Junior. That's his proper mm. name. It's one of like the um, the scenes that like gets me like the most in a Disney movie. Yeah, and now I have a uh, I have a dog. Uh, her name is Lady. She's a German short hair pointer, 
and she has abnormally long ears for her breed and so we we gave her a nickname Dumbo and I always when I'm holding her my dog I always sing baby mine and it's just wonderful it's a it's a great bonding time with uh with my little dog so it that's going for it right there uh let's talk about the movie let's talk about like moments we love in the movie baby mine uh Moreno, you say that the baby mind sequence is like the thing that gets you emotionally. Uh, what makes it stick out so much? I mean, to a lot of well, people? I think because I saw it like later and the whole like circus thing. I mean, I don't, I'm not like the biggest fan of circuses. <laughs> so, and then just like it's like a mom and her kid i don't know it just got me like really bad <laughs> like i was sobbing <laughs> but yeah it is definitely the quintessential like emotional pull of the movie i mean there's a lot of moments in disney where you do have that emotional pull mm-hmm. like uh lion king you have mufasa's death see that one does it know. actually get me controversial opinion but okay yeah i have like a top like three and dumbo is like maybe second or third in that that's fine (laughs) that's absolutely fine i guess (laughs) uh so what like how do you like interpret that scene like how do you uh does it still resonate the same feelings that you do when you first seen it yeah i mean like i said i just watched it right now and i was like oh my like it's just just so sad and then um when you see like all the other animals like the mom like their moms and stuff and she can't even like see dumbo and like Dumbo like is swinging and he like starts crying and oh it's just so sad. <laughs> uh, it is really sad. And then uh, later on you have like the most racist presentation. Okay, I heard some. Okay, I don't know if I should even like be saying it because people get offended easily. But go ahead. Um, I because I was watching a video on like this that scene, and. Mm-hmm. He, this guy, I forgot his name. It was like a YouTuber. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Um, but he goes like, he basically says like, yes, like, it is a racist scene, and like, I'm not like saying that it's not and stuff like being like, I don't know. Yeah, and he, but he later says like, but like I will say this about the scene. One, that scene was sung by African-Americans who at the time weren't given these types of jobs. So it's like, I mean, like it it wasn't the best thing, but like it is kind of like a way of like getting African-Americans to be like in these types of movies. And, but, sorry. uh And also the birds like, 
they were like the only smart animals or even people in the movie and they were the only people that were positive towards Dumbo so like I understand why people are mad but like you have to give it a little bit of credit which like I I kind of understand but yeah but here's the here's the I guess elephant in the room if you will um the yeah it is it's great that uh they got actual african americans to to see the birds but the caveat in this whole thing is the fact that the leader of the birds is played by a white man <laughs> oh i didn't know that uh so i mean uh, i don't know it is uh, it, it, it's something. Yeah, uh, but I like the song a lot. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs. It's, it is a great song, and I can't see you no know, everything when I see an elephant fly. That's a great song. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but there's another scene that I like to that I like to point out. Uh, there's a scene I think it's called the uh the song of the r- r- roustabouts. I think that's what they call it. Um, and that's when uh, you have the workers mm-hmm. uh, uh, setting up the camp and setting up the circus and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, they're of something vague ethnic. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like there, there's like suggestive lyrics with mm-hmm. it. Uh they they there's one where it says you know we can't we can't read but we're happy anyway <laughs> uh and they literally call each other's you hairy apes so adjust the collar out of discomfort you know it, it's it's it, there is subtle racism yeah. i mean and don't get me started when it comes to the stuff that happens later, like especially with Peter Pan and stuff like that. <laughs> that's that's horrifying. But uh, alas, we have it, and I like how they keep on releasing it. And like, uh, what I appreciate is that they don't like edit it out. They don't like cut those scenes out of the out of the film because uh, it's one thing. Uh, I could see why they pretend that Song of the South doesn't exist. See, that one's, like, weird to me because, like, Zippity-Doo-Dah is huge, you know? It Okay, that song is great and everything like that. But the way that they, they betray uh, the lead character in it, I think, it, like, he's so gung-ho about his position and so happy about it that no unless you're uh unless you're uh i'm speaking literary terms an uh, uncle tom uh it is uh it's kind of upsetting the that fact or how they did the walt disney did the wartime uh wartime shorts mm-hmm. where they did a uh, our defure de, uh, de yeah. with uh with donald, with donald duck so uh, there's definitely that. Anyway, that was uh, that was our political hour with uh, with Disney, uh, <laughs> which I mean, it kind of works with this movie because, like, the movie was made during the war, 
so it had like a low budget and then also it kind of they they had to keep it low budget because (laughs) Fantasia didn't do so hot not only Fantasia but like the previous other the previous uh four were so expensive (laughs) you have fan you have Fantasia which did which did amazingly critically but did piss poor at the box office um Pinocchio which they kind of had to make a camera to make a lot of stuff work so and I mean Snow White was like (laughs) Snow White was like the first animated movie ever made so so they had a scale back. Yeah. A but I feel like it works with this movie. Like the, mm. they did like watercolors and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like it looks good. It kept circus life more vibrant. Yeah. You know, especially Casey Jr. And mm-hmm. uh, seeing the train go on. Yeah. Which also is one Which... of my favorite scenes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is definitely just seeing the, the train alone. The train is an icon yeah. in itself. There's like so many icons in this in this movie. I mean, it it's one thing to be like an icon and have your own ride, but Dumbo is used in the f- in the in the fireworks displays. Yeah. Uh so it's it's one thing to have like that iconic status, but it's another thing to like completely utilize something like that. And plus there's a little uh uh, I think it has a good presence in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Do you want to talk about like the most batshit sequence <laughs> in the movie? Yeah. It's so crazy to me that people are like, oh, that used to scare me when I was little. Like, that's so weird to me because it's not scary at all. But okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. coming from somebody that gets scared really easily. It, uh, what... Alexis, what doesn't scare you? <laughs> the pink elephants. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's a there's a lot of other uh, other things. There's a uh, Tim. There's Timothy Q. Mouse. Timothy Q. Mouse, and he's also an icon all in, all on himself. Uh, all the merch with him and all the costumes that you could dress your kids in. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag adorable. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they, Dumbo is uh, one of those like take a breath kind of movies. Um, other than that once, well, two scenes. Two scenes I could say that you could take a breath at. Um, which getting back into the pink elephants on parade that's got to be like the most lucrative animated sequences that in the classic Disney era. <laughs> uh, I, I always love hearing the peak elephants on parade. I there, I love hearing all the remixes oh done by fans on YouTube and it's just an excellent display of visual things versus like, trip out on acid if you want to know what tripping out on acid is just watch the movie just watch the sequence uh and it's it's got its it's got its moments it's got its moments you know you first you have a little baby pretty much drinking alcohol drinking booze 
and that's what leads into this uh, this wonderful scene. Uh, what else do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna say about that, or do you? Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention also that another reason why it was low budget was because it was during the strikes that the company was having. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But the uh, another another good thing about this movie is that uh, because of this, we were able to afford Bambi. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of like Dumbo more than what, Bambi though. You like Bum- Bambi more than Dumbo? What it, is that? What I said, Dumbo more than yeah. Bambi. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm the opposite. I I love uh, Dumbo more than Bambi because other than that complete shock towards like halfway towards the movie, yeah. uh, other than that complete shock, I find it kind of a snooze fest. Oh, I I like it because well, okay, we can talk about it. What is it next week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but. It it's definitely it, it, Bambi is definitely gorgeous. Yeah. It's a gorgeous film to look at. Like, there's not enough uh, scenery for the own scenery to choose. Yeah. So that, but you have. It's so amazing how like different. Uh, Leonard Maltin, uh, he he's known for like being like a huge Disney historian and loves everything about Disney. You may have seen him in uh, the You Can Fly uh, documentary with uh, Peter Pan where he's talking about the legacy and impact of Peter Pan. Plus, he's done a couple of things for uh, package deals that they release on home video. But he said that it's so amazing how you could look at different uh, Disney movies in the classic era and you could you just take a frame of that movie and you automatically know what movie it is you take a snapshot of snow white and you're like that's snow white Mm -hmm. or you take a snapshot of pinocchio and that's pinocchio that's insane just the fact that see that's what i like a lot about the classic movies that even though most of them were kind of the same type of animation they all look different like today not that i don't like the movies from today i obviously do but they all look the same. And back yeah. then it was like they were more authentic. Obviously because they like, were hand drawn. <laughs> yeah. And it that's where all the great I think like it, the last true great uh classical animated film was The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I don't it I highly doubt we're ever gonna get a movie like The Little Mermaid again. I highly doubt we're going to get anything like Snow White or Dumbo or anything like that in terms of like animation again because everything I love Moana uh but and the animation is great but the in terms of like style it's so I guess manufactured Mhm yeah um so I, you definitely feel that but with Dumbo like it's watercolors, and it's like the only watercolor-based uh, uh, film in the original roster mm-hmm. uh, versus others, and they use like oils and everything like that. Well, I know they Stitch, Stitch used watercolors to make yeah, the backgrounds. They use, 
But uh, another thing about Stitch, though, while it looks good, it a lot of it is uh, digitally compressed, mm-hmm. uh, and you could definitely uh, definitely see that. But with Dumbo, it's like a gorgeous, a gorgeous, colorful symphony of color. Yeah, I, I that sounded way too pretentious. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> um, but it, but it's true. You know, it's a great wave of color being used and a lot of a lot of uh, artists uh that worked on dumbo we've already discussed on uh on beyond the ears when uh we're talking about like everybody who's like in charge of the art department making things look good and because of that you have all the people that worked on everything like mm-hmm. that where do you think dumbo sticks out amongst the original classics though that is the real question Mm, what do you mean? Like in terms of like, where does it stick out? Where does it make its mark in terms of everything mm. that's done in the classic era? I'm talking like yeah, I I don't know. I feel like just Dumbo himself, even though he's the only character to not say a word, a main character to not say a word. I feel like him alone sticks out a lot. Like, I mean, like, compared to, like, Pinocchio or something, like, I, I like Dumbo better than Pinocchio. Um, yeah. I like Dumbo. Fuck Pinocchio. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's just, like, him that really helped the movie. I, him not talking is very much a benefit mm-hmm. for his character. Because of that, he... He, because of that, you could see the uh, naivete with his uh with his character. You could see, uh, and I think it works to the advantage <coughs> of like, uh, storytelling elements because there's a lot more going for trying to emphasize his story elements with his face versus just telling you how he feels mm-hmm. versus I'm sad or this is not right or this is gross or whatever kind of emotion is being elicited from these characters i.e bambi bambi he says it like how he feels like that's funny Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's bambi's character versus dumbo you got dumbo and he's very much quiet very reserved but you could see when he's in pain when they're making fun of him and they put him in that outfit it is very much uh, uh that that kind of like antithesis of his uh, of his emotional arc i guess mm-hmm. if, if that's a way to put <laughs> it so yeah let's talk about uh papa burton tim burton uh i want to know how excited you are for the movie or not excited Tell us how you feel about this upcoming remake. A couple of months ago, we got like the first look mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm a sucker for Tim Burton. <laughs> so, regardless <laughs> if the movie sucks, I'm still going to like it. Except for like maybe Alice. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was kind of intrigued intrigued because i was like how is this gonna work live action 
Like, they're obviously not going to use a lot of the animals. Like, that kind of sucks. But, um, when the trailer came out, and, of course, like, the song came on, and I was like, yep, I'm into it. And then, like, how we were talking about it, like, a few weeks ago, and, uh, and you said that the pink elephant scene comes on, and I didn't even notice that, and I got so excited because I just want to see that <laughs> scene alone. But I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be the negative Nelly. <laughs> well, not necessarily a negative Nelly. Because there are elements I'm looking forward to seeing. Because uh, it looks like he's uh, Burton is actually taking it in a different direction. With some familiar elements. I.e. Uh, Christopher Robin. There were some familiar elements with that movie that they put into this film and uh, into that movie. So I think that there's going to be like different elements that I think we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like the humans are going to be like the key essential part versus, uh, versus Dumbo and following his story, um, which could ruffle up some feathers for sure because the movie's called Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. But my god, that baby mind, when you play that song, you just lose me. Yeah. It, and the and the ears and Dumbo and he looks even I was afraid that he was gonna look creepy. I did too because um I mean I saw the sculpture at D twenty three and when they brought him out, like I mean he was just like he wasn't painted or anything. I mean, he was just like his eyes weren't done, but he looked really creepy. And then when I saw him in the movie, I was like, okay, like it's not that bad. There was a leaked image that came out, uh, I think like a month before the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. And he looked adorable. And I was like, you know, this may turn around and. The, the look of Dumbo is very right and everything. So I think that's going to... Do you think they're going to have the mouse, though? Or do you I think... don't think so. I think they said that they weren't going to, but I might be wrong. I don't think they will, though. I hope they do. That'd be kind of fun. But, um, that would be nice. Yeah. But, yeah. I want my baby mind sequence. I know. Cause... I want to see it already. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll share our uh, fair share of Kleenexes. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, <coughs> ship out a crate to you, um, and then okay, scratch that. I'll keep half of the crate because I'm gonna need half of that <laughs> shit. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna need it. We're definitely gonna need it because cry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Final thoughts. <laughs> um, it's fun. Go watch it. It's, I mean, it's kind of sad, too, but it's still fun. <laughs> it's fun and sad. So if you're up for fun and sad, then yeah, go for <laughs> it. Go for it. Be sure, uh, I. Don't drink circus. Uh, don't drink circus beer, cause uh, oh my god, uh, you'll start tripping out. 
yeah. other than that. Oh, also, that yeah. scene that reminded me of that scene with, like, the clowns and stuff, that was actually supposed to represent the people that were on strike at the time. I found that out today. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn, Wolf. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Don't don't cross Walt's bad side, if you know what I mean. I there was sometimes I uh, I know that he would walk into the office completely livid at, upon seeing like his workers uh, <laughs> not doing anything and just striking. So that's always fun, you know. Old Walt, he's always happy. But anyway, yeah. So that was this episode of Once Upon a Retrospect. Did you uh, like what you heard here? And if you did, you could check out podcast.com, iTunes.com, and Google Play Music. And if you want to see our bright and shining faces, go check out our vlog series on YouTube called After Dark. Um, recently at Red Spotlight Entertainment, uh, if you want to hear more of moi, uh, me and a fellow anti-Disney uh, uh, member, uh, Peter Martinez, and I did a audio commentary on Solo. So check that out. Uh, yeah. With me, as always, I have the ever, ever Disneyfied <laughs> Alexis Moreno. Uh, and... Bye. Bye. When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you.